0: Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing?
1: Steve, I am doing. I've, I want to say great because we just went through our rookie draft, had a lot of movement, and obviously it's always fun watching the drafts or being a part of the draft. But a little bit of a letdown now that you know we're, we're done. Our, our my two rookie drafts and your uh, one rookie draft, and, and now it's just mock drafts until uh, draft season. So we have got a few months of a uh, little bit of a lull until training camp picks up.
0: Yeah, that's the, the worst part about Dynasty is you, just, you don't do anything for months. Everyone's convinced themselves they're a contender. They don't want to make the, the trades. And uh, you just kind of sit back for a while. So uh, yeah, it gets, it's definitely a bit of a lull. But yeah, it was a, a, fun, uh, a fun weekend going through the draft and having everything uh, play out. I don't think uh, anything that surprising but we'll be going over our draft today pick by pick so we could see uh, how things fell I don't I'm looking at the board there's nothing that jumps out at me as being a surprise what about you
1: Uh, yeah maybe like slight movements um, like you know a pick or two where you know one guy was assumed but I don't think anything else anything was super you know super reached Um, you know maybe a couple guys toward the end of the second round third round but for the first like 18 picks I feel like it's fairly consensus yeah,
0: that's tends to be what happens anyway right people start taking who they like yeah um, you don't want to risk it too
1: much with the earlier picks
0: we might have got lucky uh, with strong there at the end of the third I feel like he should have been higher up in the third yeah spoiler, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> and then the Zamir White I feel like is more back end second than the 303 but uh other than that, yeah, I mean, and Mechie too. Mechie, I think typically what I've seen has been like mid-second, fell a three hundred one. I don't, I don't know. You know, they're not probably not big enough gaps to say it's like a, a crazy outlier or anything. Just interesting little tidbits. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was. I think overall it was a good draft, and and you know we we did some some work here. Um, as we'll get into, we'll kind of paint the picture of what our team looked like pre-draft. We actually didn't have any picks in this draft. Um, and, and slight spoiler alert, we come up with five total picks. So definitely had a few pre-draft trades and a few mid-draft trades um, that we'll be able to highlight here for you. And then we'll kind of go through pick by pick. So it'll kind of be like a rookie mock, um, but, you know, maybe trying to slightly paint the picture of what we were looking at as, as we made the picks. And then, you know, what we think some of these teams were looking at as they made picks and, and traded picks.
0: Yeah, so I guess uh, start with the, the pre-draft trades. Does that sound fair to you?
1: Yeah. Um, I'll try. I'm pulling up the roster here to kind of reverse engineer what we had coming into it. Um, so our team is fairly top-heavy. Um, we've been in the playoffs each of the first four years so far. I think we were first first round out the first two years. We were... Runners up the third year, and then this year we were uh, lost in the semifinals. So, been a playoff team, um, and you know, made some moves to get some rookie picks and then make some, um, you know, make some moves to, to really build our team up here. Um, but coming into it, I think our biggest flaw was depth and quarterback, right?
0: Yeah. So, we had, uh, we were riding, uh, Tannehill. And we had Trevor Lawrence as our, our hopeful, still hopeful guy to to kind of ascend. Um, and then I believe the only one way we had a the roster at the time was Mayfield. Um, we had some people we shuffled around. We had Big Ben for a hot minute. We traded. We had Winston for a little while. We traded. Bridgewater. You know, we, we cycled through some of the lower end guys. But uh, Tannehill, Baker, and uh, Lawrence were our three. So I think most people could see why that would be a problem.
1: Yeah. Nah. Going into this year, right? Going into like the initial draft. I guess that would have been 2017-ish, right? Five years. Um, you know, we were on the Baker hype train uh, and missed out on a couple of us uh, quarterback classmates. Lamar Jackson, I think, is the big one that we're going back to. Back to it.
0: Uh, Josh Allen.
1: Josh, was he in that? Yeah, he was in that one as well. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Lamar was Lamar, the I think draft, was... Or end of the.
0: Yeah, first he round. was uh, cheaper. In yeah, he was the one. Else. I think we had an
1: opportunity to get. You know when we were because yeah. well, we waited on quarterback a bit there, and as yeah. you mentioned, a couple of the other older guys that we had.
0: Yeah, I forget Darnold was in that class, and there was one other one I think was Rosen in that class. I don't think so. Was
1: might it, have been it actually it um, might have been Josh Rosen. Yeah, oh, because no, because I think he was in the Kyler class. No, no, because. They're on the same team. Yeah, he must have been same there team. because Baker was the first pick of that draft. Yeah,
0: it, it was five. So it was Baker, Rosen, Allen, Lamar, Darnold.
1: Yeah, that yeah. that tracks. Well,
0: wow, <laughs> wow, that's something else. Um, but yeah, that's our quarterback situation. So uh, that was kind of goal. I, I want to say goal number one, but a priority to to find a quarterback somewhere <laughs> to hold us over for you know whether yes five years, one year, 10 years. And like, it, it, that,
1: that looks fairly bleak, but we do, we did have a pretty solid roster outside of that. So, um, we have Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, and Josh Jacobs, um, with some just kind of veteran, um, running backs, Mark Ingram, James White, um, Mike Davis. Did we have him or did we acquire him? Yeah.
0: We, yeah, had we, him we as well. traded for him in the middle of the year. Yeah.
1: Just as like a depth piece. So, we had some decent depth there. Um, receiver, we were pretty deep as well. Tariq Hill, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, kind of our big three. Jarvis Landry, a uh, good depth guy. And then Elijah Moore was kind of our lone, um, young, kind of up-and-coming guy. Josh Palmer, Amari Rogers were a couple of other ones. Cole Beasley. Beasley, yeah. In
0: the year years past. Uh, yeah, well. so
1: like, exactly. Good depth pieces for the receiving core. The so receiving core is pretty good, but getting older. So, getting younger was definitely a focus that we had coming into this, and then um, tight end were pretty set with Mark Andrews and uh, Dan Arnold. Our backup with some depth pieces and Brevin Jordan and Adam Troutman. So it kind of paints like the overall picture of, of what the team looked like: um, pretty top heavy, some decent depth, but older depth. So we were looking to get younger, but trying not to rebuild. Right. So it's kind of a a a. Tight rope to walk. Um, you have Najee Harris, you have GT, who are worth a ton. Um, but you trade them, and, and you're probably taking a slight step back, especially with like the age that we have, right? If you have a younger team and you're trading one of them and getting some younger running backs back, you maybe can build for the future. But uh, we're looking to you know at least make one more run here. I think a lot of people are looking at maybe next year or the year after is kind of that prime time to sell Taylor and, and maybe even Najee as well. Najee's a little older too, so um, we're looking yeah you know, maybe we'll at least one more year with them and, and then you know considering it from there. But really looking to get a little bit younger, add some depth um, because we are pretty top heavy going into another contending year.
0: Yeah, agreed, and I think that. uh that brings us to our first trade of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. The um,
1: big flaw that you alluded to early on.
0: Yeah. So uh well actually we made the Yeah,
1: to, to get to we were so we were looking to first, pick up yeah. a quarterback, right? But we yeah, didn't I forgot have what any had... draft capital either. So
0: yeah, we had twenty
1: three yeah, yeah. picks and twenty four picks. I wanna say we had almost all of them um going into it. But we didn't have we any didn't
0: picks a, this year. Uh, yeah, we were missing something—a second, no, a second for twenty twenty three. Um, it's crazy. It's only two weeks ago. I forgot the order of operations. So yeah, we, yeah, we, we've been looking for a quarterback. Um, failed to really find anything uh, that was a, a what we deemed a, a decent price. So we turned to Tom Brady. Um, the asking price was basically a second, uh, a mid to late second. We didn't have. <laughs> or next year yeah so we we turned our heads to uh to yeah how do we get some picks or at least (laughs) a second um we tried a a few different things primarily around josh jacobs originally yeah yeah people were just worried about him in general the option not getting picked up um which is it's fair so we uh we turned to another target of ours which is mike evans and our worry about him in a, a post Brady world um, and him, he's not old, but he's not young anymore either. Yeah. Right?
1: And so. it's tough because he's been like one of the kind of people say that the offensive line is kind of the young son heroes of football. He seems like he might be the young son hero of fantasy. Cause he has just been the model of consistency. I, I want to say it's either touchdowns or a thousand yards, but like, He's either set a a record or tied a record. Seven
0: years in a row or something. Yeah,
1: since his debut, every single season hitting a 1,000 yards. So, you know, a few of them were without Brady. Obviously, Jameis was there for a while. Did he have a different quarterback between Jameis and Brady, or did they jump right to Brady, I think?
0: They jumped right to Brady.
1: Yeah, so, you know, probably four to five years of Jameis, and then here, two years of Brady um, going into his third year, right? Yeah. So, tough to get rid of him, but... You know, packaging the two of them together um, was going to allow to get us to get some crucial picks
0: back. Yeah, so what we ended up getting back uh, was the 104, uh, the 204, and a 2023 second round pick um, from a team who has historically been bad. Might be a little bit better this yeah. year. Um, so,
1: Expecting, I, I you can't know, see being a late to- second. Yeah, probably, yeah, mid probably to high. early
0: to mid somewhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to say.
1: But definitely getting some draft capital back, which is huge, right? And we, you know, we're thinking we can turn that second round pick in, into a quarterback, as we've already had some preliminary talks. But getting that early first is going to give us a shot at getting a second young receiver to build, uh, you know, to build around and get some depth there. And or, you know, possibly a running back if we can get one of those top two guys um, in Brees Hall, which obviously was very, very unlikely, or Kenneth Walker to fall to four. That would give us another young running back to add to that stable as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we had a lot of options. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think we were in love with the idea of moving to 204 for Brady. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit higher of a pick than we wanted to, but. Yeah, I mean, we were just squeezed at the end of the day. So yeah. The, the very next Trying day, to we pull the trigger.
1: Yeah. Looking to get that quarterback to really solidify the roster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, 204 for Brady and the 311. We got something back, even if it is a dart throw, um, a dart throw that I think we'd liked, but um, still added Tom Brady. So that'll at least push us off a year of needing to deal with this. You know, in an ideal world, Trevor Lawrence starts excelling. Um, Baker finds a new team and is decent. Um, Or maybe Tannehill, you know, a lot of people have written Tannehill off because, you know, Malik's there and they traded A.J. Brown, but you know, Traylon Burks hits it off and, you know, Tannehill, I'm pretty sure he's like stuck in his contract for two years and and Malik doesn't have tons of draft capital. So realistically, he could still be around.
1: Yeah, Um, so he's a solid. You know, I think what our goal is, is I think, you know, going into the NFL draft, we were high on Trevor Lawrence, and a lot of people, I think, you know, we saw him early on here. You know, look okay, but not not particularly great. This is what year two, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because it was him and NASHI were our first round picks last year. Um, and and uh, you know, Eagles fan here, maybe a little biased, but I, you know, would have rather kept Doug Peterson uh, than Carson Wentz. I think a lot, you know, looking back in in hindsight, that probably would have been a better idea um keep him, keep possibly Nick Falls. Who knows what would happen there. But all that to say, I think that Doug Peterson is a good head coach. And while the Jacksonville Jaguars have traditionally been a bad organization and the NFL is one of those kind of one league that I feel like you you do see these bad organizations sometimes stay bad. We see the Jets um you know got a lot of talent this year. Hopefully they put it together, but they've just consistently been bad. The Lions, they're just teams that you know, have a little spike, but have not been able to had sustained success, and they have been really a tough place for fantasy, you know, for players to be fantasy relevant. So I think that's a lot. Another thing that's really, you know, in the community at least, weighing down. I um, almost said Ryan Tannehill, um,
0: Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, with that said, uh, any, I mean, Doug Peterson's a good coach, obviously. Um, but any coach would have been an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. <Ryan and> <laughs> so, you just didn't want to be
1: there. Apparently, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. So, so you know, yeah, the idea they turn it
1: exactly. The idea is, you know, buy Trevor Lawrence another year to develop. Here, you've got Brady as your QB one, Ryan Tannehill as your backup. Um, and then in a perfect world, you know, Trevor Lawrence steps forward and looks like an elite player, and you know, you have some flexibility. Maybe you can trade Brady for a second round pick next year. Maybe. You want to keep Brady and Lawrence because Lawrence looks good, but not great. And you can try to get something for Tannehill. Um, so you got some flexibility there, uh, and, but we're really just kind of getting, you know, barring Brady falling off a cliff here. And and, and then, you know, nothing happens when players get older, um, barring anything crazy happening with Brady. You know, we think we have a guy that can at least help us contend here in 2022.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that sets the stage there, Will. Yeah. The the 104, the 311, we got our quarterback.
1: Yeah. uh, So we had a couple of pre-draft trades. I'm just going to run through quick just to kind of paint the picture of what the league's doing here. Um, The team that we were looking to trade uh, for quarterbacks that had Allen and that had Herbert uh, made a move to pick up Robert Woods, uh, basically trading the 207 in this year's draft to move down to the 304 and acquire Robert Woods. I think that was a pretty good trade. Uh, just dropping down 7 picks and getting, you know, what I think is a, a decent, you know, depth wide receiver. Uh, you know, you have him as your third or fourth receiver. It's pretty solid. I think a lot of targets to soak up there.
0: Yeah, even if he is done cuz you know, he's he's not at the he's not a great young age anymore and he is coming off an injury and with a new team um with you know, maybe some quarterback controversy if if Tyne Hill starts and, and sucks. Maybe they do turn to Malik at some point. So, like a lot of a lot of things could go wrong for Woods. Um, but even if that happens, you didn't give up a ton of the draft cap. Like you said, you move down six or seven spots. It's not the end of the world. So, it's a good roll of dice.
1: Yeah, uh, two more trades here. Uh, same team involved actually in a couple of these. One very minor, one pretty major, I'd say, just pick wise and player wise. Um, Same team there that acquired Woods in the 304 ends up, you know, trading. He had a a bunch of fourth round picks, so traded the 406, 411, and 412 in this year's draft um, to one of the co-commissioners, Bird, for a 23 and 24 fourth. So just showing that, you know, that team didn't really value the depth of this year's draft, but wanted to get some future capital for him. Um, So a bunch of fourth round picks there in that trade. More on the minor side, um, but a major one that happened, I believe, the morning of the draft, just before it started. Um, Same team there that acquired the 406, 411, and 412. Also, I don't think he had very many picks. Um, He traded James Conner, Hunter Renfro, the 107, the 406, and his 2024 second-round pick for Denzel Mims, Jalen Rager, so taking some shots on some receivers that haven't really panned out just yet. Um, the 102, the 202, and the 307. So getting, uh, you know, jumping up primarily there from the 107 to the 102, but also getting to acquire a the 202 as well. Um, training away of future second, and then Hunter Renfro, pretty solid depth receiver. James Conner, uh, who looks to be you know, maybe the next one to two years, pretty relevant, but could be toward the end of his life, his fantasy-relevant life.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, an interesting move, not one that's totally unexpected, because uh, we tend to have moves like this every year uh, for some of those top picks. Yeah. They, it just tends to be us doing them. <laughs> exactly. Um, other people get involved every every year. He's usually like one other person that does it, so not unexpected. Um but uh, it was fun
1: yeah and, and as, trade. as we as as we alluded to earlier just kind of with last year's picks that i mentioned to steve as i was looking over our recent draft picks this year uh, you know coming in as we're about to start the draft here at 104 it's actually our lowest pick that we'd had um and as i mentioned we we're a playoff team each year so in fantasy and dynasty specifically you got to be active with trades you got to constantly be refreshing that roster and we were um we end up acquiring the 103 in the first rookie draft, 102 and 103 in the second. Um 101 and 108 I believe it was in the previous draft and then as we're coming into this one here the 104.
0: Yeah, it was if I if I remember correctly, I think it was primarily like earths and some pieces for the 103 and maybe like a piece. Uh so that was the, that first year. Um That landed us uh, David Montgomery. Uh, Then we traded that same draft. I think we traded like the 110 or the 111 for a future first, and that future first turned into the 103. And then that year we traded up to the 102 with like another first we had acquired and the next year's first. So that got us JT and Dobbins. Uh, Last year I think we gave up Chubb and something for the 101. Yes, it was
1: 101 and 102 let me some oh yeah because we grabbed
0: lawrence 108 109 yeah yeah
1: yeah, chubb our second round pick in this draft we're about to talk about 2022 and our second round pick in 2023 so we gave up two future seconds and nick chubb for the 101 and the 108
0: yeah there you go and then this year as we said we just traded the uh, the mike evans and the Jake Upson got the 104 plus some other stuff. So exactly. Man.
1: So the yeah, a lot of trading. Yeah, so we have um, the you know p- the board kind of set here. There is a few pr- trades I'll, I'll highlight as we get to the picks, but um, all of the pre-draft trades are, are in place here. And um, I believe the team here with the 101 actually did have that pick, so it was not a traded pick.
0: Yes, it was not. Um yeah. and to no one's surprise it was uh Brees Hall.
1: Yeah, and this is a team I think that, you know, has been middle of the pack, you know, this year obviously down, you know, with getting the one one. But definitely, you know, as, as we'll see, he I think walks away with five different picks. Um first pick in each round outside of the force so has got some high picks there. Um also has some higher picks in the um you know, or at least one other Decently high pick, I believe. Maybe it has, yeah, it has, it's has three, I think, first round picks. He ends up trading one of them here in a bit, but does get some pretty good value.
0: Yeah, he does. He yeah, had the 101, the 105, and the 106, I believe. Um, something to that degree, correct? Yes.
1: Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, 101, 105, 106, and then yeah, obviously a few more picks kind of scattered throughout in the second and third.
0: Yep. And then our uh, our friend who traded for the one oh two drafted uh, Drake London. And yeah. No surprise. He is a Falcons fan. Yeah. And he so does stuff like
1: that. track's there. I think, you know, a lot of people have been seeing either London, Wilson or Walker. Um, I think Walker's I would say probably the most common there just because of the position scarcity for Kenneth Walker, running back going to Seattle. But London Wilson, I think, are both guys, and even Williams. I think Berks, um, a lot of guys that we've seen kind of jump up there. I think London and Wilson are maybe the two they've seen the most, but Walker I think is the most common. So maybe the first slight, um, you know, wouldn't say shocker, but slight uh, non chalk pick, but definitely not not a reach. I would say at all.
0: No, yeah, definitely not. Um, you just, like you said, you expect the running backs to go. Um, and then one did. Walker went next. I don't think that's a uh, a big surprise. Um, the team did need a running back. Uh, it's a shame because you you look at him and it's like a lot of failed potential. He had Clyde Edwards-Alaire that he drafted with the 101 and it didn't work out. Uh, you know, Michael Carter, who's now been replaced, Singletary... You know, hot, not high rookie draft capital for Singletary, but it hasn't really worked out that great. Um, Barkley, he traded for and, you know, maybe he turns it back around this year, but, you know, obviously a lot of injuries recently. So uh, a pick he needed to make for sure.
1: Yes. So that brings us to us. I think we were praying for one of those three. Um, going into this, <clears throat> my top guy was Garrett Wilson. But as we alluded to earlier, we had Elijah Moore already. So you kind of have that uh, you know, thing in your mind playing out where do you want to double down on the same team, young guys? Uh, you know, If you believe in the player, I, I don't think there's an issue with it. But it is something to consider, right? I think we were hoping London gets there when we saw our friend Bird trade up to one two. I kind of had an assumption that he would be taking him, so that seemed unlikely. Um, and then it was just hoping Gunny liked one of these receivers there, Lance, um, at the one well, of three. But obviously, taking Walker in, in place of that there. So, getting to us, Hall, London, Walker off the board. I'm um, more really deciding between Wilson, Jamison, Williams, and Burks. I think that was kind of the thought between those three right there, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, with some thought of uh, trying to trade down which we've done successfully in many other uh, drafts and situations and just couldn't pull together this time around, um, which was a shame. But, yeah, th- those are the ones that came down to. I think we ruled out Burks earlier on, I think.
1: And yeah, I mean, Wilson, a lot of team. people like him. I was totally. lower on him pre-draft. Obviously, pretty solid landing spot, but I think he was my fifth out of that at that kind of top five receivers pre-draft going in. A lot of people were hype on him, you know, kind of hoping maybe that someone liked him to trade up to. I think we were talking to the 107, who was the team that traded up to 102. Um, We had maybe some traction to move down from 4 to 7, but once he moved up, the new 107 manager didn't seem very um, interested in moving up Uh, 108, 109, thinking about it, but really just couldn't get anything going there. So we realized either we have to trade out all together or we're going to make the pick here.
0: Yeah. And, uh, making the pick is what we ended up doing. Um, and we drafted Wilson. I mean, we just said at the end of the day, talent over the situation. Um, and he was the talent. So, yeah, drafted Garrett Wilson. Got two Jets. Uh like you said, historically not the best franchise <laughs> yeah. in the world and a young quarterback, so I can't see anything going wrong. There. No,
1: yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's interesting cuz like if you, you know, just put like a middling, you know, franchise name there, right? Um call it like Chargers are good now, but like Chargers or uh, trying to think of yeah like, falcons i remember, yeah, Fal- like, I'm trying to think of like everyone i'm yeah, thinking is like really good or really bad right yeah like yeah. falcons or like a, you right? know minnesota right and you said they have a you know second year quarterback that showed some promise you know they have a, a second year receiver that really looked good with him drafted a top 15 receiver that you know myself he was my favorite garrett wilson coming out and drafted arguably the number two to three running back pre-draft clearly that second running back you know post-draft You'd think that, you know, that's a team I want to, you know, want to get a piece of, right? You know, think, oh, maybe they can pull a um, Cincinnati Bengals, right? Team that went from being very bad, drafting some pretty top talent for a few years in a row. And now they're looking, obviously, like a Super Bowl contender there as, as they were, you know, maybe a couple passes away from winning the Super Bowl last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Time will tell.
1: Yeah, you heard um, it here first. Bet on the uh Jets to win the Super Bowl this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if only.
1: Probably get some decent um, odds.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say for sure. <laughs> um Next pick, pretty easy, 105. It was uh, Traylon Burks. Nothing to really say about this. This was the, the owner of the 101 pick as yep. well.
1: And so. he currently has 101, 105, and 106. So we're thinking, all right, what is he going to do here? He's going to make the, the Traylon Burks pick. Uh, But then we we find out he is talking and looking to either trade down or out for that pick. Um, And he does. He gets a nice little package here for that pick. So for the 106, after he makes the Burks pick, Trades picks up the 205, 304, 306. So three picks here for depth in this one, as well as this team's 2023 first round pick, who traditionally has been... Um outside of the playoffs and has been a pick that you want to pick up. I think one year we traded with this team, they offered us, I think it was like their Yeah,
0: that was the, the one I mentioned earlier. Second round we pick. traded like the one eleven or one ten yeah. and got there first the next year that turned it into the one oh three.
1: Yes, that's what it was. It was for some reason I was thinking it was like their second round pick that we got, but regardless, it was yeah, we it was a very good value that we got out of it. So You know, another, I think, very good move for this team that has been, you know, building Brees Hall, Traylon Burks, some depth in this draft and a future first.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a um, it was a good move on his part, for sure. No arguing that Um, he did pretty good there. Um, And then I don't know if you said that the team he traded with drafted Skymore. Did you mention that?
1: No, I didn't say who he drafted. said so this is a yeah. team that we said made a few different trades. There, uh, picked up some of those future fourths, um, and then you know picked up Robert Woods uh, for a little trade down. So moves back up there, and, and ends up picking Sky Moore. I think one of the biggest risers of all the receivers in this draft. Um, definitely someone that I kind of had in that second tier, probably in that six to ten range. But you know, you know, there's a top five I think for me coming in Wilson London. Burks, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave. Sky Moore definitely put himself in that conversation with, you know, good talent and great opportunity in Kansas City.
0: Yep, and and I look back it was um Hollywood Brown that he had traded for us earlier to draft. When he wanted our 111 or 110, whatever that was, he drafted Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's um, what it was. Yeah, so another wide receiver. Um say so yeah, I agree, it, you know, I don't know, I guess he wasn't in the first, but um a uh, maybe a reach, um, but one hundred six. I mean, go get your guy. Right? Yeah, I
1: mean, exactly. I mean, he's, I, he's
0: probably going to one hundred eight, one hundred nine, one hundred ten. Yeah, but, he know, wasn't going get to make guy,
1: it. Okay. You know, I, I think he could. You know, the next three or four picks. I mean, for me, Jameson Wilson and Chris Alave. Uh, you know, I could me. I could see Argen's guy more over Alave. Lave's kind of the back of that top five for me. But for I, I mean, I know he. You know obviously got injured at the end of the season last year. So there's some question marks about him being ready. But for, you know, camp rumors, I guess, not even camp, but is this mini camp OTAs we're in now? I've heard rumors where where Jameson Williams looks like he's going to be ready for the season. So he was my one or two pretty clearly. Um, And and interesting that, you know, he gets passed on here, still there. I think we're at this point salivating, you know, I think this is where we're starting to think, you know, we have Jameson Williams and Chris Lave falling here. And we had some conversations with the 108, 109, 110 about trying to move in or move up to get a pick here. So this is where we're like, all right, a couple of these guys still here. We're messaging, we're trying to work some trades.
0: Yeah, I think we start with the 107 because eventually we did get kind of itchy. Um, and we'd, we had a plan and we didn't want it to fall apart. So we talked to them. That didn't work. Um he ended up drafting Christian Watson, which opened up everything for us because we were like, okay, it's it, it's Williams and Olave. And Watson just went and we're like, okay, so we have two opportunities to get to and jump nine, in yep. and snag this guy.
1: And know? I think we were, you know, I think the the eight is a is a friend of ours, Graham, and and so we had some pretty open dialogue. He wasn't really looking to move out of that one. Um hadn't really heard back from the one or nine, so we're I think more talking to the the you know one ten who also has one twelve as well as the one eleven who was the one oh seven you know he made a pick so we're like all right maybe he'd be willing to trade a second pick so we're talking a little more actively with those teams
0: yeah seeing you know we knew what he wanted he he was eyeing up Cook mm-hmm. uh, so we were talking through different scenarios and and uh, what have you and what we could do um, in the middle of the conversation I, I think. He wasn't on the clock yet. Uh, our friend, like you said, Graham, uh, went ahead and, and made his pick, drafted Jameson Williams.
1: Yeah, yeah, really good pick, I uh, think 108 for Jameson Williams.
0: Yeah, so then you know, we got a strike. Um, the guy with the 109, we have worked several trades with him in the past. Um, the yeah. earth's trade for the 103 for Montgomery that I mentioned was him, yeah. Um, so Doesn't, they didn't uh, respond to you know
1: all the time, but when he does, if you can get some traction, I think like he was like, you know, don't want to trade and then yeah we we I think I forget what we were offering uh, maybe like a second in a player I, uh, I don't know we eventually got yeah, to I the point recall. where we're gonna trade our, our 2023 first right and that's you know pretty appetizing but I don't know if we start I guess we had to start with that right
0: yeah I really i I don't even recall where we started um yeah I'm, I'm not sure but we got up to uh we started evolving our first. Uh, for the next year, and, first and, then, and you know, third, so, I
1: believe it was then, like, yeah, it was kind of that so, original offer,
0: yeah. And some pieces just started falling, um, around it. So at the end of the day, what we gave up was our, our 23 first, our 23 third, our 24 second, and then we threw it in, we threw in uh, Jared Patterson, yeah, I had to a, cut we someone cut anyway, him. yeah. We we're gonna cut him. So you just asked, like, do you want this guy? Yeah, before we cut a little goodwill, so, yeah, yep. Um, and then what we got back was the one Oh nine, a 23 fourth and Philip Lindsay as a potential handcuff for JT Yeah. again, just a guy like just throw him in. Like, yeah. had just signed just I believe him to us that cause week
1: cause, too. So
0: yeah, he, he wasn't, he's not worth a lot. it's like, just give him us and we'll call it a deal. Yeah. yeah.
1: To do that, so. so get the one Oh nine and, uh, we're pretty thrilled to get another young receiver to add to the stable here with Chris Olave.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we take our shot at Olave, um, the last of our top, top guys. Um, I think there's the tier break rate. Then you start getting into, you know, Sky Moore and Christian Watson Pickens, and that kind of tier cook. Um, so, yeah, we were uh, quite happy with that, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, still
1: one more pick there at 311. You know, thinking, okay, maybe we can trade up with that at some point in the second round, but didn't really have too much more. Action on our own end that we could really do, you know, not depleted on future picks. Um, at this stage, we've got a a um, second, third, fourth, and twenty-three, and then a first, third, fourth, and twenty-four. Uh, but don't really have, you know, don't, don't have too much to trade when it comes to picks.
0: Yeah, we were pretty tapped out, um, and not in the way of players either, because you said we were we were top heavy. Yeah. So. Couldn't do too much, um, and there, there nobody else really did too much either. Um, the, the rest of the the first round, there were no trades. Um, the 110 was Cook, the 111 was Pickens, and the 112 was Dotson. Um, I don't think any real surprises there. This is roughly where all three of them go, right? Yeah, so they were easy. And then uh, starting off the second, not a lot either. I, I believe we did... Have some conversations in this area. Um, yeah, I mean, can maybe I think it was um, the 202
1: three. I think we were talking about trading down to that at a point or, or trading into one of them. Um, it probably would have been, you know, futures or second next year, I think is what it was, because we were expecting it to be that potentially higher second. Um, but just, you know, wanted a little more than that. And, and uh, Isaiah Spiller Pierce was another guy I think that we wanted. So when that group went off, it you know, was pretty clear we weren't gonna be able to get one of the guys they were looking at, um, Tolbert, Alc Pierce, a couple of interesting guys that were, were still on the board.
0: Yeah, and around this time we were also talking about trading a future second for uh Brandon Cooks.
1: Yes, I think that's Which. what it was. Before we made the big one oh nine trade, the idea was can we get either two oh two or two oh three and Brandon Cooks for uh, you know, future seconds and and, and um you know but, players and picks uh, like a combination. But when we made that one or nine trade, we realized that the future second wasn't, or the, these current year seconds weren't going to get, or we weren't going to be able to afford them, but maybe Brandon cooks. Um, obviously we not able to get that done though.
0: No. Yeah. That fell apart, but uh, next four picks um, again, no trades. The, the uh, people that had them cap them, it was a uh, spiller with the two Oh one Pierce spell we shot white there at the two oh four. Um and then we did have a trade. Um this
1: is actually part this of was the a v- bigger trade that we said with the one oh six. The one so and, right. and this is a team that I think I'm gonna you know highlight a few times here as he makes a couple of trades. This is the one oh one. So he's got Brees Hall and Traylon Burks gets Isaiah Spiller at the two oh one. Um and on the one oh six trade down gets the two oh five to pick up Kenny Pickett. Um We'll get into Pickett in a minute, but he also picked up the three hundred four and three hundred six, which he traded those two picks for Russell Gage. So got a depth receiver there um, to trade those third round picks, and and comes away with two top five first, two top five seconds with Brees Hall, Traylon Burks as their spiller, Kenny Pickett.
0: Pickett's an interesting one. Um, he so he has Kyler Murray. And that's really it. I think he has Jordan Love on that roster, so he definitely needs a backup quarterback. Um, now you know we were all from Tannehill for the three hundred one. Yeah,
1: and that was one that he was interested in, but I think ultimately decided not to. And and I think he, you know, we were talking to him about it even afterward, and said, you know, maybe if Kyler goes down, and you know, I think I'm going to roll the dice on Pickett winning the job to be my you know QB two. So you know possibly something to move you know midseason but at this point he's kind of rolling with what it's gotten some pretty good picks here to to you know, to reinvigorate the roster here for this team
0: yeah and it helps that he's had so many picks like he's already grabbed two running backs and a wide receiver it's easier to justify grabbing a a quarterback a backup quarterback for yourself uh when you've done that um so yeah he goes there um and then yeah it goes it goes quiet again um Quite on the trade front, we were still <laughs> we were still doing some work, but uh, yeah, this is to when we're probably thinking
1: about looking to move up from 311. Um, you know, no, know it probably wasn't realistic until maybe the end of the second, early third, but this is where we're kind of putting some feelers out,
0: yeah, seeing what we could do. Um, Trey McBride went with the 206, uh, Tolbert, uh, Algieri, I dick just still can't pronounce his name, um, Brian Robinson, Ingram. Davis Price, um, and then Pierce. That rounds out the second round. That Pierce pick, the two twelve, that's that was probably the, the one we were – I don't know if you'd say closest to getting, but the one we were really hammering on uh, just because we got a, a relationship with that gentleman that owns that pick. We've done a, a quite a few trades with him before. He did not want to draft that many people in this draft. He made it known. He was looking to trade his picks, and, yeah, we just – it's tough when you're top heavy because you have none of those mid pieces you can move around. You know, um, a, a teamless Cole Beasley or a uh, Mike Davis is not going to get you a 2-12.
1: Yeah, T.Y. Hilton.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, all like the depth shot in the dark pieces, you know, that are more warranting uh, thirds and fourths. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah, so tried uh, and failed.
1: And uh, there's definitely some trade talks going on. We can tell, you know, Players messaging the chat, hey, you know, make the pick in a pit, working on trades. But there actually is not another trade that happens until the end of the third round where we make our final trade. Um and and actually from what I can tell here, I believe it was the final trade of the draft from there.
0: Yeah. Um not for lack of trying. Um we we did keep trying to get into the third, you know, looking at Xavier White, looking at, you know, maybe taking a shot on Malik Willis. I mean, there were were some options up there. Um so just to run through those real quick. Um the three oh one uh was Mechie, um Robinson, Robinson, White's there, yep, yeah, Woods, Tony Woods, uh, Malik Willis finally there at the three oh six.
1: Yeah, interesting. Uh team that pretty good depth fit at um quarterback, I believe his like fourth was Kellen Mond. he was holding on to, so end up cutting him for the the Willis pick. So kind of just resets the clock there on developmental quarterback. Um cutting come on adding Malik Willis down there on your taxi squad.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, same team. Actually, he's got the 3-4, 3-6, and 3-7. Um, grabs uh, Dubes. I'm assuming it's Dubes, not Dobbs.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Romeo Dubes.
0: Yep. Um, Kansas, or, um, uh,
1: Kansas City. Green Bay receiver. So Green Bay and Kansas City both take two receivers, I believe. Uh, Green Bay specifically there. I think Kansas City got one from John Ross and the um Justin Ross sorry Justin Ross uh in in undrafted the fridge see who goes next but uh two teams that you know take a shot on the second guy you know obviously I think most people think Sky Moore and Christian Watson are gonna pan out but there are definitely times where the top guy doesn't and the, you know the the second guy does
0: yeah yeah hundred percent see it all the time um but yeah like you said Ross went next um Dolchich. Went three or nine. Uh, and we're trying
1: around. to trade for a second pick here. I think 310 is one that we were working on trying to trade for. I believe it was like some type of James White combination for the pick and like a later fourth.
0: Yes, because uh, we had our eyes on grabbing, trying to grab Pierre Strong and um, Ritter? Ritter.
1: And yeah, and potentially Khalil Shakir. But I think Ritter and Strong were the two we were looking at there.
0: Yeah, um, so we tried. Uh, and I that that's the one like we had a deal, didn't we? And then this
1: is a co-owner situation where one guy was, yeah. uh, was down for it, moving you know moving down, picking up James White, but the co-owner really wanted Matt Corral. I, I think they didn't pick again until the four hundred two and four hundred seven. Didn't know if he would get there. Maybe thought we were moving up for Corral. Maybe thought someone else was. So just I think wanted to take his guy and and took their Matt Corral third quarterback off the board here.
0: Yeah. Um, so that brought us to our next pick, which was PR Strong, which we mentioned before. Um, yeah, and I think around this time we made the trade,
1: right? yeah, it was a like great, right, you know, here, maybe like the next pick. But 311, I think, is interesting because going into it, that was, I think, I mean, obviously going in, we only had 104 and 311, but I was pretty confident we were going to pick. You know, after the 104, but I was pretty confident it wouldn't be a 311. I thought that would be one that we would trade, whether it's up or back or out. So it's pretty interesting that we make that pick. I, I did not... I, I really thought that was going to be part of a trade.
0: Yeah, because we had talked, and we had talked about... We had gotten an offer of moving, I think, Mike Davis for what was it, like the 312 at the time? 310?
1: Yeah, I think originally it was Mike Davis. We were offered Mike Davis for 310 straight up and we said, "Well, maybe we can get a little more for him. You know, it's kind of shocked to be the second uh, back there with him and Gus. So we offered, I believe it was 311 and Mike Davis for 212. Got denied. Offered it actually Mike Davis straight up for 308. Got denied again as well. Um, So I think we were just kind of at a loss there on him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just didn't work out. Um, and then, yeah, around this time we, we finally did pull the James white deal. We moved James white. We got the four Oh two, the four Oh seven Um, kind of a risk. Cause if, if James white, you know, as we were talking a, quite a bit back and forth, if James white does return the form, that's a good running back death piece to have definitely warranting more than two fourth round picks but you know he's not young anymore you know the, the backfield's changed a lot tom brady's gone you know they, they keep adding running backs like crazy you know, he's coming off the injury it, it just seems like a good time to move on uh and just yeah i mean you know, like our rb really
1: nice our, our depth we did have like three i believe you know three or four older guys but it was just you know, all of those are, are kind of tickets that are, you could easily get a decent relevant year or it could, it could be done. So I think we were, you know, having three of them. We're like, let's at least try to get rid of one just to get some value back and then hope. I mean, Mark Ingram is one that I think I'm a little more confident in, you know, with the team that drafted him. Again, definitely has some goodwill with, this, with the team. And then you still have that chance that Kamara suspended you might be able to get some early, you know, value out of Ingram maybe even get some trade value back for him.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, we pulled that trade off. Um Hassan Haskins goes with the 312 uh, and then uh the 401 was Desmond ritter who we uh, again were aiming for and I think maybe talked about trying to get that pick and just, yeah going to get a, a pick done. Yeah,
1: talked to him um, about moving up or like just getting the pick in general, but I don't I think there's other teams looking to move up too, but just didn't end up happening.
0: Yep. Yep. So then we come up with the 402. We draft uh, Khalil Shakir, uh, which I think we were surprised made it to us. It's a, a you know, of all the dart throws, that's a pretty good one. Um, some vacancy there in the wide receiver group. Good yeah. offense, good quarterback.
1: There's some, there were a few guys here that I think were like projected in like that early, mid third. Khalil Shakir, one of them, Ritter, another one that we were like, all right, you know, it wouldn't be bad to get them there. And we're, You know, picking up two fourth-round picks, uh, pretty happy to see some good value there. So Shakir there at 4-2 I think is pretty good. I think he's a guy that maybe, you know, if you get anything out of him in 2022, you're thrilled. But I think, you know, he's behind Crowder and Gabe Davis for like that 2-3 potential. Obviously, Diggs is the top guy. But you're pretty confident in the offense going forward with Allen. So I think, you know, maybe he shows that he can be the slot number three and they move off from Crowder after this year. So he's definitely a guy that I like as a developmental guy for the next year or two.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Danny gray goes right after that. Um, and then Kyron Williams, somebody that we had been targeting and it was hoping was going to slip through to either the four or seven or, you know, maybe we we're going to roll the dice to see if he got the free agency or not, or if we can you know make a trade to grab him up um but he goes there at the 404 uh jerome ford goes um we do have a uh a regular player marcus mariota gets drafted we do allow free agents to get drafted yeah um,
1: and it's interesting because made- like the fourth round picks have a little bit more value there because the way it works is you don't have to cut players until you are at your max roster so there are going to be players cut throughout the draft um, that weren't available in the first round that are available in the fourth round because they were cut, you know, uh, throughout the draft here. So it's interesting the way that it works that you actually have more free agents available as you get into that third, fourth round.
0: Yeah. And it makes somebody like Mariota valuable, you know, grab the starting depth quarterback. You know, we could have used that, you know, really. Um, we've done in the past. I think we grabbed Jason Witten one year um, in the late fourth when we needed, when we had a, uh, the first the actually i think it was the the second year before andrews had really broken out we're like we'll get him as an insurance policy and um that worked out well but then we got up 407 um had to back and forth but ended up going with calvin austin uh wide receiver out of uh, pittsburgh Steelers. yeah yeah so yeah, pittsburgh
1: a guy that i i liked coming in pre-draft as well it kind of in as that like wide receiver you know 10 to 15 ish and You know, I think he got a good landing spot in draft capital with the fourth round pick in Pittsburgh. They've been able to draft receivers and develop them, but obviously, as the second receiver there behind Pickens, Uh, Pickens, uh, I think, is a very good talent, but I think there is opportunity there. Uh, You know, he's some potential character issues with Pickens. Um, He's had some injury concern, uh, but he's a guy I think, you know, if he hits, he is going to be a stud. Pittsburgh. Has been proven as a team that, you know, they're not going to overpay their players. So they're more than willing to let you walk because they know they can draft and develop players. So I think Calvin Austin's an interesting shot there as another depth receiver that, you know, once again, here in, in a year or two, you may see him stepping into that wide receiver two or three role because Claypool walks, because Dante Johnson walks.
0: Yeah, 100%. It's a, a good gamble to take with the 407. You know, they're all dart throws. So, you, you pick a team that's good at cultivating you know, the position. Um, and then rounding out the draft, it was uh, Snoop Connor, uh, Vellis Jones, Tyler Batty, the one that we had uh, looked at, uh, Ty Chandler, and Kyle Phillips.
1: Yeah, so that wraps up the draft there here. I can kind of recount what the team looks like now after the draft, right? So we wanted to get younger, wanted to get a more solidified quarterback, um, so it kind of puts us in a situation where we can definitely contend this year. But with having those young receivers, you could also look to kind of make a little mini retoll. Maybe this next off season, you consider moving Taylor or Harris for a slew of picks and get some young running backs. You could look into moving a Tyreek Hill even, um, or Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, some of these guys. And you've already got some young receivers in tow to kind of be a step ahead on your potential rebuild. So. Definitely got some flexibility here. Um, any I'll I'll run down the roster, but anything, anything else you want to say there about the draft itself or kind of the strategy where where we're at now, what we were thinking.
0: No, I think we covered it. Um, you know, we had some tough cut conversations to a degree. Like T.Y. Hilton was easy. Um, but then it, it comes down to, you know, do you want to cut Uh, Freeman was one see if he finds a team you know Amari Rogers is he someone just cut now or do you hang on for a few games to see if you know maybe he's a guy that starts taking over in Green Bay and Darrington Evans and who can you trade and maybe get a future fourth instead of cutting and stuff like that Um, stuff that you know doesn't make for good podcast talk really because (laughs) no one cares about these guys it's something you should be doing trying to maximize value anywhere you can
1: exactly so I'll run down the roster quick Uh, quarterbacks and tight ends remain the same here from pre-draft quarterbacks, Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Uh, tight ends, Mark Andrews, Adam Troutman, Dan Arnold, and Brevin Jordan. Uh, But really where we kind of made some hay here running backs, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, still got Mark Ingram and Mike Davis as some depth pieces there. Uh, Phillip Lindsay, Handcuff. Uh, Pierre Strong was the running back we added in the draft, and then still have uh, Darrington Evans on the taxi squad there. Uh, The receivers: Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen. Kind of with that bridge of Jarvis Landry, uh, and then Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Josh Palmer, still Mari Rogers, uh, and then two more depth guys with Khalil Shakir and Calvin Austin. Uh, And then Cole Beasley for now on the roster, probably the first cut candidate if we do make any post-draft ads. But he is, I think, kind of tentatively on the roster, I'd
0: say. Yeah, him and Derrickton Evans are uh, top options. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's a shame you run into these Cole Beasley types. Um, I mean, he's probably talked himself out of a job. Given yeah. all the anti vax stuff, I'm assuming that's why he's not on a team. I really don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, you get, I'm trying to think of like how, like what did, what was his, what were his numbers? Like, did he, I know he was relevant here and there, but overall, I'm trying to think of like his season numbers if he was, you know, cause it don't matter, you know, what your stances are unless it's crazy, crazy. If he was producing, true. he's going to be on a team, right? The yeah, NFL year, NFL overlooks most things, unfortunately. Last year unfortunately. wasn't
0: his best year. Um, you know, the year prior to that and the year prior to that, I think he was good. Um, but last year, uh, I think Gabe I Davis probably stepped those...
1: up and, and hurt him a bit last year. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think there's some injuries maybe that he had last year. Um, yeah, I just, I don't quite recall. Um, but whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's probably done. Like you said, it'll be a prime cut candidate unless someone wants him, and we can move him. We have had some interest, um Derrickton Evans probably the other one um we'll see uh, after that it starts getting more difficult uh and we'll see i mean you know Josh Palmer not bad Brevin Jordan not bad i mean there's other options there but you could make a case for them a little bit more easily than a Derrickton Evans at this point
1: yeah yeah and that's really what we're looking right you know if we have guys that we think you know for our roster don't make sense but are guys that maybe other teams, whether it's a handcuff, whether it's just a death receiver you want to take a shot on, you think is another team that may want to take a shot on him? You know, see if anybody is willing to, you know, give you that late pick in the future for him because not only are you getting the value back, but you're, you know, able to make that cut that you had to make anyway, right? So it's, it's, it's an interesting thought process there, you know, behind it. Uh, obviously, you're not, you know, going to try to trade a guy that's out of the league for a few years that you've been hanging on to, but if it's a player that, you know, he still has an opportunity, you might be able, you know, a team may be interested in taking a shot on him for, you know, a future late pick.
0: Yep. hundred percent. A hundred percent. So yeah, I think, uh, well, that about wraps up the uh, draft episode there. Do you have anything, any closing thoughts, anything else you want to touch on here?
1: No, we've got to figure out what we're going to do now until draft season, Steve. Uh, I guess I guess we're going to have to do some of those mock drafts we always talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to uh, get on point with that and just start uh, start knocking them out. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, until uh, next time, folks, have a good day and trust your board.